Today is Wednesday, January 24th. We're talking about the results from the nation's first presidential primary. Also, NATO is one step closer to expansion again. And people across the U.S. are being overwhelmed by flash flooding. Plus, local governments are paying off medical bills for millions of Americans. A multi-billion dollar deal is bringing live sports to Netflix. And we have the list of who was nominated and who was snubbed for the 2024 Academy Awards. Those stories and more news to know in today's episode. Welcome, welcome to The Newsworthy. All the day's news in around 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. It's looking more and more like this November will bring a rematch between President Biden and former President Trump. Most of the votes have been counted from New Hampshire's primary yesterday. And on the Democratic side, President Biden is projected to win by a lot, even though his name was not on the ballot. This win is just from write-in votes. And it's actually his first win in New Hampshire, even though he's run for president four times. When it comes to the Republicans, former President Trump once again defeated his final GOP challenger standing, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Haley has promised to stay in the race anyway, even though she faces an uphill battle. Trump is still dominating Republican primary polls, and even Biden's campaign has said Trump has the GOP nomination all but locked up. That said, polls also show that Haley does better than the former president in a hypothetical general election matchup with Biden, which Haley has been pointing to more and more. And she says this race is far from over. Next up, the candidates have Nevada, South Carolina, and then many other states to go. So stay tuned. The U.S. military carried out even more airstrikes in the Middle East, and this time it was in Iraq. The Pentagon says it was targeting storage and training facilities used by Iranian-backed militias there in response to recent attacks against American personnel in the region. At least one fighter from the Kataib Hezbollah militia was killed and two were hurt. The group's spokesperson said it will, quote, continue to strike the strongholds of the enemies in support of our people in Gaza. Remember, Iranian-backed militia groups like Kataib Hezbollah blamed the U.S. for helping Israel with its war against Hamas. Though that group in particular has been fighting against American interests for decades now, mostly in the Iraq war. Now the U.S. military says it will keep defending American people and facilities. And that means it's keeping an eye on both the Kataib Hezbollah group out of Iraq and the Houthis out of Yemen, all while trying not to escalate conflict. To be continued. Sweden is one step closer to becoming NATO's 32nd member. Turkey's parliament overwhelmingly voted this week to let the Nordic country join the military alliance. And that means Hungary is now the only NATO member that has not approved Sweden. And for a new country to join NATO, all other members have to accept it. So NATO Secretary General put out a statement saying he's counting on Hungary to follow suit soon. Yesterday, the Hungarian prime minister invited his Swedish counterpart to his country to negotiate membership. Swedish leaders responded to say they didn't see a reason to negotiate, but were happy to answer any questions. President Biden and other NATO leaders say Sweden's membership will only make the alliance stronger and all of us safer. And that's especially the case since NATO wants to deter Russia, even as some members are struggling to give Ukraine enough aid to stop Russia's invasion. Both Sweden and NATO's other new member, Finland, sit between Russia and the rest of NATO. And they both have strong militaries, complete with hundreds of warplanes and tanks and tens of thousands of soldiers. Though for now, there's no clear date for when Sweden may be able to join since Hungary doesn't face a deadline. A federal appeals court decided Mexico can go ahead and sue some of America's biggest gun manufacturers. 
The court basically said the country's claims are exempt from a law that typically protects gun makers from liability. This is actually the first ruling to uphold the right of a foreign country to sue the gun industry. Mexico is accusing the gun makers of negligence that makes it easy for powerful drug cartels to get their weapons. Mexico's lawsuit names 11 companies, including Smith & Wesson, Glock, and Colt. It says an estimated 70% of weapons trafficked to Mexico come from the U.S. That's more than half a million guns every year. And it wants $10 billion in compensation for the havoc those guns have wrought in its country. In response to this most recent court ruling, Mexico said it's ready to move ahead with this case, that it has the evidence ready to show the U.S. gun industry is marketing weapons in ways that are especially attractive to cartels, on top of running a distribution system that facilitates illegal trafficking. The specific gun companies being sued have not yet commented. But a firearms industry trade group has accused Mexico of just trying to deflect attention from its own failure to protect its citizens. So far, no trial date has been set. Americans have been dealing with some dangerous weather conditions in Southern California, parts of the Mid-South, and Southeast. Some of the most severe flash flooding has been in San Diego. Roads turned to rivers, cars were washed away, and hundreds of people had to be rescued from their homes with kayaks and paddleboards. Monday was San Diego's rainiest day ever in January and the fourth wettest day ever. But more rainy days are expected over the next two weeks in much of California. Elsewhere, rounds of drenching storms have stretched from Texas to the Tennessee Valley. Several places have seen flash flooding already, like San Antonio. And there's a flash flooding threat today, too, in other parts of the South, like Louisiana and Mississippi. Eventually, the wet weather will move out, impacting the East Coast by the end of the week. More news is still coming up, but first, a quick break for our sponsor, Honey Love. All of us have those certain items in our closet that you pick over everything else, right? For me, that's definitely Honey Love's Legging 2.0. I literally wear these pretty much every day until I need to wash them. They're cute with a stylish look and shaping. They're comfortable with a super soft cooling material that holds you in without feeling too tight. And they're convenient with pockets that don't add bulk but still make it really easy to carry around my phone when my hands are full. So whether I'm working from home, working out, or running around town with my toddler, Honey Love's Legging 2.0 are my go-to. I'm also a huge fan of their shapewear, and our executive producer agrees there's a reason she's chosen Honey Love shapewear over other brands, even on her wedding day. Treat yourself to the best bras, shapewear, and leggings on the market, and save 20% off at honeylove.com newsworthy. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com newsworthy. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Start the new year with confidence, thanks to Honey Love. Now back to the news. Half a million New Yorkers are about to get their medical debt wiped clean thanks to a new partnership between New York City and a nonprofit. The debt relief program is going to help people who live in the city and who either have medical debt that's 5% or more of their annual household income or anyone whose household income is 400% or lower than the federal poverty line. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, says the $2 billion program is going to be the largest city initiative of its kind. But it's not the only one. The nonprofit that's working with New York City, called RIP Medical Debt, has worked with other local governments, too. It started with Cook County, Illinois, who decided to spend a portion of its federal pandemic rescue funds toward this initiative. And RIP Medical Debt helped, as it does, by using private donor funds to buy up the debt at a fraction of the original value. Typically, RIP can retire at least $100 worth of debt for every $1 of funds. After Cook County, seven other local governments followed suit, and the nonprofit is now in talks with 30 other municipalities and states. 
The Los Angeles Times is the latest big publication to announce mass layoffs. The newspaper says it's laying off more than 20% of the newsroom, meaning at least 115 journalists are losing their job. That's one of the largest staff reductions in the paper's history. Layoffs and buyouts have hit a wide swath of the news industry over the last year. The Washington Post, NPR, CNN, and Vox Media are also among the many companies impacted. And it's not just news, either. Earlier this week, we told you about mass layoffs at Sports Illustrated. And there's apparently plans to start layoffs at Condé Nast, too. That's the parent company of Vanity Fair, Vogue, GQ, Glamour, and several other magazines. Hundreds of Condé Nast employees walked off the job yesterday in protest of the upcoming job cuts. So far, company leaders have declined to comment. But in the past, they and other prestigious publications have blamed economic headwinds, shrinking ad budgets, and falling subscriber counts. Monday Night Raw is headed to Netflix. WWE struck a deal with the streaming giant, so its flagship weekly live pro wrestling show will be shown exclusively on Netflix starting next year. It will be the first time in three decades that Raw will not air new episodes on a traditional television network. Netflix will also host pay-per-view live events like WrestleMania and Royal Rumble at no extra charge to Netflix subscribers. The deal is valued at $500 million a year for 10 years. WWE and its pair company have said this will help dramatically expand the reach of the WWE while also bringing new viewers to Netflix every week. In fact, we're talking all about streaming services, including deals for live sports, in this weekend's special edition Saturday episode. So tune in then. The countdown is on to the 96th annual Academy Awards. Oscars nominations were announced this week, and most of the frontrunners were pretty expected. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer led the way with 13 nominations. Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, followed with 11. And Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon got 10. As for last year's biggest blockbuster hit, Barbie, it scored nine nods. But to a lot of people's surprise, its director, Greta Gerwig, and star, Margot Robbie, were not nominated. Still, the movie was nominated for Best Picture, and that means for the first time, three of the Best Picture contenders were directed by women. A couple more nominees that made history this year. At 81, Martin Scorsese became the oldest directing nominee, and Lily Gladstone became the first Native American to be nominated for Best Actress. The Oscars are set for March 10th. That's it for the main news today, so now it's time for Work Wednesday, when we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. But first, this podcast is sponsored by Lumi. If you're like me, the start of your year is already a busy one. So if you need a deodorant that can keep up with you while you're on the go, Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant that can work on everything from your pits to your feet. I use the stick deodorant on a daily basis, as usual, and I love the body wash in the shower, too. Then I keep the convenient deodorant wipes on hand for on the go. And no matter where or how you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long and control odor for up to 72 hours. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and more. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid-stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code NEWSWORTHY at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com and use the code NEWSWORTHY. Okay, now back to Work Wednesday. Glassdoor came out with its list of best large places to work in the U.S. for 2024, and it found the companies with the happiest, most successful employees are concentrated in tech, finance, or consulting. The winners were chosen by looking at company reviews and ratings from employees who have worked at the companies within the last five years. 
Only companies with at least 1,000 employees and at least 75 ratings were considered. Number one on the list was the management consulting firm Bain & Company. Number two, three, four, and five were all software companies, NVIDIA, ServiceNow, MathWorks, and Procore. But number six was an outlier, fast food giant In-N-Out Burger. Others that ranked high include Delta Airlines, Keller Williams, and Fidelity Investments. Glassdoor says no matter what the industry, employees' priorities are mostly the same. They want a supportive environment, competitive pay, transparent leaders, and ample career growth opportunities. If you want to check out the full list, you'll find the link in today's episode notes. Well, thank you so much for joining us as part of your daily routine. We will catch you up with more news to know tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.